to another episode of Questionable Personalities. Uh, I'm Alex, and with me, as always, is Boris, over on the other side, um, squeezed into the room here. Uh, we are with here with uh, Horror Show Jack. Hello. <laughs> um, the Sultan of Incisors, the Master of Molars. What else do I have? Creator of Canines. Oh. And, of course, Matt. Hello. My partner in crime. <laughs> <laughs> Questionable personalities. This is gonna. I'm gonna fit in so well. Usually, I get nervous when someone wants. He's like, "Yeah, we want to interview for your show. What's it for?" Questionable personality. <laughs> I'm like, "All right." We like well, to think of ourselves as questionable, but was, occasionally, that, you know. That was the the really. Speaking of horrors, the <laughs> horrifying reaction of Suzanne, the underdog, when we introduced the show. Yeah. And I totally did not realize that she would flip out with that name. So we said, like, oh, well, the first episode, she just flipped out. <clears throat> I am not a cool. I'm like, no, not you, not you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like us. You see, <laughs> you see Suzanne, <laughs> do not mention the name of the show. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not questioning her. We are questioning. Yes. We thought it was a good name, but apparently every time we used it, we had a bad reaction to it. Oh, no, I got excited. I'm like, all right, a show I belong on. I figured you would. Man. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so, you're a horror show, and that's how you got the name. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> well, how did you get started with it? How like, did where, you? Where did you... All right. Um, when you're two years old, you start making bags. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish. No, I was always interested. Um, Halloween grabbed me um, at a young age. I, I always loved uh, October and monsters and everything. Grew up with the classics, Universal, Frankenstein, Bela Lugosi's Dracula, um, Godzilla, and everything like that. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. I th I'm, I'm pretty sure Dracula, Bela Lugosi's Dracula was the first vampire movie I ever saw. And... Um, the one of the one of the few random horror movies from my childhood that haunted me was Salem's Lot, and then when I saw Lost Boys, I'm like, I like vampires. <laughs> um, so about 21 years ago, I got my very first pair of uh, fangs, and honestly, I'm not even sure what the fang maker's name uh, is anymore. But um, I purchased them. I had them for about a year, then they broke. Um, then I got another pair from another company, and then uh, they weren't very good with business. I'm not going to badmouth them, I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> but um, their fangs are good, didn't last fully a year, but uh, I'm fixing them with like nail glue and everything, and then I brought them to my uh, my dentist and said, hey, um, you wanted to see them? And he goes, this is dental acrylic, you know you can start your own business. So I toyed with the idea, and I'm like, alright, let's do it. And then uh been making... Uh, fangs on a professional level for I say professional for at least the last 10 to 12 years but I've been making them for uh, for uh, 19 so hmm. so when you turn 4 <laughs> 41 man <laughs> so you're, it's just the Bela Lugosi started your whole thing um Actually, I liked Bela Lugosi's Dracula. I mean, it's one of the classics. Um, I actually like Frankenstein more. <laughs> I think Bela would be upset. <laughs> well, oh yeah, because he hated Karloff. Uh -huh. um, but I, I was able, I was able to relate to the monster more. 
you know, he was the outcast, and growing up, I was an outcast. Uh, I didn't find my my true <laughs> my true extended family until much later in life. <laughs> so, so. so it's monsters in general. Oh yeah, but it's just harder to make head prosthesis as opposed to fangs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a hobby that I started out. I, I originally had no intentions of selling them. I'm like, I'm just going to start making them for myself. So this way, I don't have to worry about it. You know, if something breaks, boom, I'm right there, fix it up. But then my friend started, like, I'll give you money, make me a pair. I'm like, all right. Then it was from late August to the beginning of November. I just get appointments. And then about 2008, 2000, 2007, I did my first convention. Um, and then uh, 2008, I started doing uh, conventions with uh, celebrity guests. And then in 2009, we started. Uh, Celebrities at shows started coming to us and getting fangs and earned me a nickname that I did not give myself, but it was a uh, fang maker to the stars. So I'm like, hmm. I've gotten a couple uh, good nicknames. One, one woman uh, called me uh, the dentist of the damned. I'm like, that should be, that should <laughs> be a band. That should be a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, right? <laughs> Guy just goes psycho. Every single one of his, every single one of his patients, he just you know makes them fangs, and they don't want them. <laughs> now they're his minions. That's better than my nickname. That's what you get from my cheap dental care. <laughs> oh no, I didn't have any cool nicknames up until then. I think the coolest nickname I had as a kid was Lizard Man because I had a whole array of uh, lizards when I was in uh, middle school and high school. I've watched you make the fangs. How 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 do you learn? Did your dentist? Train you? He showed. He didn't train me. He showed me a few uh, tricks. Um, the first guy that made them made them right in front of me, um, and I'm a visual learner, but uh, I'm I'm also an experimental learner. I just I sat down and just went with it and tried it, and uh, here I am. Like ev- I would say, every year my skill gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. People will say you're you're a fang master. I'm like I'm still learning. You know, there's still ways to make it faster, make it easier, and make it quicker. You know, every, I would say every couple of years, I learn a few more tricks that make life that much easier. And then there's about a thousand and one people that make life that much more difficult. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the most, out of all the jobs I've ever had, this is the most rewarding job I've I've ever had. Because when I go to bed at night from a... uh, hard day's work or a hard weekend because some weekends you just don't sleep until you get home on Monday. Matt knows all about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I, I get Christmas cards from my clients. Uh, you know, people who I I wouldn't say I'm on a everyday, every name, first name basis with uh, wish me hap- wish me happy birthday and stuff and it's it's cool. It's just, you know, I'll go to places and some of the celebrities that I'll go up and wait in line to meet they knew they know who I am before I get there, and it's this surreal feeling. It's like I'm meeting you for the first. How do you know my name? I'm not famous, and people are like, "Yes, you are." I'm like, I really thought I would have been famous from America's Most Wanted, not from making friends. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just lost it one day. Well, first time I saw you, it was a post office at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, but that's not really that far from fiction because I'm always mailing stuff. <laughs> so who uh, who uh, will be your famous clients or at least known clients? I know you have a lot. I've, <laughs> seen, this, I've seen the slideshow. It's just, it's just like who do I say first? Because uh, I can't go through all of them. Because who are your fa- favorites? 
Well, Who do I say first? <laughs> I will say our new favorites. Um, well, j- just starting this year, um, Rose McCleave, Allie, um, her sister. Uh, you should tell from the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs married. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, she's in that new school. That new show is called Schooled. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, the blonde girl. Yeah. And 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 her sister, the three three of the main characters from I Zombie, and the girl, the main girl from Schooled, and we just got um, uh, C J Graham who played Jason in Friday Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives, um, and I mean, my social media has been going crazy since we made the thanks for the people from I Zombie because they tagged me. I didn't know the whole cast is basically interdependent. International, like Raul's from the UK and Rose is um, from uh, New Zealand, so they tagged me, and I've had people from all over. The three weeks ago, I was talking to someone from Iceland. They're like, "I really want a pair of your fangs," and I'm like, "This is going to get expensive." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've made fangs for Tia Carrera, um, uh, Vern Troyer. You know, we in the last two years, we've lost a couple of. Uh, couple of people who we got to make fangs for like Vern Troyer and John I cannot remember his last name to save the life of me but he, he played the Toxic Avenger in part 2 and oh, 3 God. and I still haven't heard what he passed away from oh, so yeah, he was he wasn't that old but um I, I think that New Jersey toxicity well and actually I think he lived in New York that's what killed him probably I do believe I think yeah. I oh, could maybe. be mistaken. I never saw him drunk, but a lot of people said he hit the bottle pretty hard. So, hmm. you know. Um, but I. Well, in the case, sad stories. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, because one of the things we heard about Vern Troyer was uh, that um, every, all his friends said the happiest he was was when he was at the conventions meeting his fans. And, you know, he was always happy. He When he was at a show and he knew we were there, he always came up and said hello. He purchased two different sets of fangs from us at two different shows. And he was always joking. He took a bunch of pictures. Uh, Sarah Butler, who was in uh, the remake of I Spit on Your Grave, and then I Spit on Your Grave Part 3, because apparently when you have a remake, you can make multiple sequels. <laughs> um there's a picture of her bending over, going like this, and Vern's grabbing her ass, pretending to bite it. And when I saw, a friend of mine sent me this picture, and the next time I saw her, I'm like, I've got to ask. And she goes, what? And I'm like, did Vern really grab you? She goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the first, um, the first, um, I spit on your grave, mm-hmm. the guy who played the, 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 mon- the killer, that was supposed to be a, a like a well-known wrestler. And right before he started shooting his agent was like you're not doing that that's going to kill your career I forget who it was so the guy who stepped in was one of the producers who later on used to run a lab link film lab when they used to still develop film in New York City and that's the only I think that's the only acting part he just did it because there was nobody else and he was a big dude and it was sort of like by default that but for years he used to run um, lab link film labs so every time we used to go to, to drop film to be developed and a wrestler was uh, supposed to be a nice spit yeah, on the grave? the first one. It was supposed to be somebody that was mm-hmm. sort of well-known. Uh, not like high-level. like. But because the girl was the killer. Yeah, well, the, the guy, like the, 
Bad guys, guys. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, because there were three of them. So yeah. that makes sense because they. Uh, but his agent was like, "You're not doing that." <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, to, to, so the guy who was producing to, pl- to play. A, I forget the guy's name. But I, I, I knew. I've him. I've seen movies where like you know these people do terrible things, and there are certain things I've seen in movies that it just makes me wonder: How do you pitch this to someone? It's like, okay, I want you to do this to this type of person and it's going to be really vulgar and violent um, so basically you're playing a rapist um, I, and I've seen people like have phenomenal careers but they've had that one movie it's like ooh how did your career survive that <laughs> I mean Kiefer Sutherland had that movie with Reese Witherspoon where he was he, he was he was a rapist and a child pornographer but also a college professor and she ends up killing him. <laughs> That's an interesting double. Yeah, shape. right. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, uh, highway. Hi- yeah, okay. I think it was highway or something. Like that. I forget. It's, it's, I haven't seen it since yeah. the nineties. Yeah, I think the sequel to that was Dirt Road. Like it's over joking. I got nothing. Oh my god! So you make not just. Things. You make lots of different teeth. Yeah, lots of different styles. I've seen some of them, but uh, what, for example? I mean, you know, you make the single fangs, mm-hmm. different sizes. You make the doubles. Yep. Um, the full mouthpiece, which is like what I wear. Yeah. Um, you have different styles of movies because um, there are eye teeth, and then there's True Bloods, and True Bloods come straight down, but they have like this outer curve, like in the. F- on the inside, uh-huh. they come straight, and on the outside, they have this nice curve to them. Then the Lost Boys, where it's almost like True Bloods, and then really tiny uh, canines in the back. Then Underworlds, you have regular canines, and then the incisors come down and literally are just like if you put them right next to each other, they make a triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some weird ones? I've heard of some weird ones. I've but had. I want you uh, to tell it. I've had. I have a guy who's known as. The green orc, and he had these orc tusks made that were huge, um, and some. And it's probably the thickest project I've ever made with the acrylic and everything. And somehow he broke them, but he's pretty rough, and he uh, <laughs> he, he tends to uh, drink a little heavy sometimes. And he just—he's a fun guy, though. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he has a drinking problem at all. But when when he lets loose, he lets loose, and he is one of the most fun people to be around. Him and his wife, uh, Scott and Deirdre, they're, they're uh, married with cosplay. You can look them up on uh, Instagram. Um, and uh, this beautiful girl that we know, um, and her name slips my mind, but we do this show called Scares I Care, and I'm wearing their <laughs> T-shirt tonight. They um, she came up and she wanted lady orc tusks. And it was just two two single tusks, but she's like, I'm like, or she's like, well, I don't want the full thing. I'm like, okay. She goes, did you see Warcraft? I'm like, I know exactly which character you're talking about. I can't remember her name. I'm like, I know exactly which. And she popped them in, and she sent me a picture. I'm like, wow. I never thought a woman with tusks would look really beautiful. (laughs) 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 Very nice. Um, The most common questions we get asked about the fangs um, are... Are they permanent? No, they're not. What are they made out of? Dental acrylic. Same thing your dentist uses. Um, does it hurt? 
<laughs> no, they said they asked like, does the does the process hurt? You go to the dentist, and I'm one of the and I'm a jackass. I'm like, oh, terribly. You should bring a a mallet. So we use anesthesia, don't worry. Oh, we have exacto knives, so they're like, they're like, does it hurt? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I, do you think? I have a pair, and I know that they, they snap in like Legos. Yeah, they you just know, a they cap just, that goes right over. Snap right off. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, two, I <laughs> One pair. Yeah. I. Yes. I yeah. Oh, my God. I know, I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> I had a friend, I, I, I guess I had a friend ask me to make him one long fang. Just so it stuck out over under his lip and came over his bottom lip. And he was working a booth with me. It was a Wizard World convention in Philly. And I'm like, why do you just want money? He goes, just, just wait. So he's waiting. About an hour goes by and these girls come. He's like, are you a vampire? And he goes, nope. I'm a can opener. And he just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> he did it just. <laughs> and I just looked at him like, that's brilliant. That is, yeah, I was like, that is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. All that for one joke. That was a two-hour build-up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I can guarantee you, those girls remembered him. <laughs> like Shecky Green, he had one joke. And it was, <laughs> well, I mean, the, the jokes, a lot of the jokes at our booth never never get old. The one the oldest is, come over to our booth. Come to my booth, let me put my tool in your mouth. Um, your so-and-so convention experience isn't complete unless we've been in your mouth. I even got away. I don't know how I got away with this, but <laughs> this woman said her daughter's looking at the fangs. And her daughter was over the age of eighteen. Um, as far as you know, no, this one wasn't. <laughs> but I knew her mother. If I didn't know her mother, I wouldn't have said this. Um, <laughs> so I said, "I'm like, come on, you know, you want me in your daughter's mouth," and she just looked at me like. I didn't know you. I'd slap you. I'm like, that's why I said it. <laughs> but, um... So, that's why you wear that shirt. Hashtag me. <laughs> Hashtag me, too! We were down in Georgia. And I, I and I found this shirt while I was on a quest for a specific item for a very close friend of mine. <laughs> and I come across a shirt that says, Hashtag me, too. And I'm like, how much is that? And she goes... Five dollars. I'm like, and then I find Vagina Warrior next to it. I'm like, she goes five dollars. I'm like, and the Jason shirt, and she's like ten dollars for you. I'm like, and I'm like, I found two shirts for next weekend. She goes, what should you do next week? And I'm like, Exotica. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I wore on Friday. <laughs> but I'm sitting there because I always think, <laughs> I always think about my business before I like doing. Even when I'm on social media, like. Someone will write something about uh, politics or something, and it gets me riled, and I'll start to delete, 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 delete. I'm like, no, I don't want any negative. I mean, with the way things currently are, I've installed a no political conversation allowed to be had in my booth. That rule all the time. It's a lot smarter. Well, it's safer. I never broke that rule. We've all broken that rule. I just, you know, at least you have a rule. Well. You know something? The thing is, I don't like stuff being shoved down any anyone's throat, at least and all my own. It's and not a, it's not a political rally. It's a horror show. Yeah, well, well, no, we we don't just do horror. We were at New York Comic Con this past year, and I went to the bathroom, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm standing there peeing, and all I hear this guy going, 
I'm Trump pool. I'm Trump pool. And I'm like, <laughs> he goes, we're going to make Comic-Con great again. We're going to build a wall and separate anime from com- from the Comic-Con. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and I finished up, and I was going to go up to him and punch him, because I was just so sick to death. I'm like, I just don't want to hear his name. I don't want to hear it. And I turn around, and here he is, wearing an American flag shirt, uh, uh, suit jacket over a Deadpool costume, the Deadpool mask with a blonde wig over it, and I wanted to go up to him, and I'm like, you know, I see Trump and Deadpool on an equal basis daily. You want to know the difference? I'm not fucking sick of Deadpool. <laughs> But I didn't. I'm like the kids having fun. I'm like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start a thing. So I just swallowed my joke and went back to my booth. So it sounded was, pretty funny. Yeah, especially in the bathroom. The kid didn't wash his hands. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, he was like, guy was peeing. Just walked right up to me and punched me. <laughs> no, I'm like, wait right there. I'm gonna do this clean. All right. <laughs> no, I did wash my hands. It's a good thing <laughs> since you're in everybody's mouths. Well, the thi- well the thing is, even if I wash my hands in the bathroom, when I go to my when I go to the booth, yeah, people to are people are going to assume that you went to the bathroom or wherever. I'm just like, and right in front of customers, I'm always using the hand sanitizer. So <laughs> one of these days, my my hands are just going to fall right off. It's like we're dry. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to use gloves, I guess. Right? Um, with the acrylic, I can't. Yeah, because you don't um, feel it. Yeah. Well, that and um, I actually keep my thumbnails on the slider long longer side because it helps get the acrylic in the grooves in between the teeth. So, um, and I disinfect the molds before I touch them anyway. And I also coat my fingertips with Vaseline. That's because then the acrylic doesn't stick to your fingers. Because if I were to just touch the acrylic right now, I'd just go like this and it would just be like chewing gum in your hand. He's the one that uh, actually puts the bite plates in. Well, Hands it to the people. We don't touch anyone. We literally hand to them, and you put it in their mouth. They put it in their own mouth. <laughs> wow! Did I mention I was working on three and a half hours of sleep? So we tell them never to swallow. Um, <laughs> I've never said this to a man before, but don't, don't swallow. <laughs> Besides the plates, what else do you do? <laughs> He's my booth manager. So uh, so, uh, what does a booth manager do? Um, when he's not there, I pretty much make sure that whoever's with us meet and greet the customer, make sure the customer's taken care of, uh, take care of the money aspect, the computer, um, service the customer. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure I do the impressions, I also have to do the molds too. I tape and do, and I pour the molds for the impressions. So when the mold's done, I pretty much trim up the mold and I hand it to him and then he does, uh, the things from there so how did the uh, okay so um how did the how did the conventions work how do you how do you get in, you know get a booth and set up and so this is you know. a unique type of uh business like everyone else gets up gets dressed goes to work and you get your paycheck at the end of the at the end of the week or bi-weekly um i get paid at the end of the weekend but I start every show in the hole. And so you have to buy... Each each table is X amount of dollars. And my business has grown to the point where, like, a lot of shows... I start out with a six-foot by six-foot table. And then we expanded past that. So, like, Monster Mania is coming up in the 
the second weekend of March, and um, that I used to buy two 12-foot tables there. Well, now I'm buying three six-foot tables, so I have 18 feet across, six feet, 16, uh, six feet deep, 16 feet deep, holy shit. Um, New York Comic Con, I can only afford one table because it's really expensive, but we get a 10 by 10, but instead of, when, when you have a small show and you can't, uh, when you have a small booth at a big show and you can't build out, you build up. So we put the grid walls up higher, we hang everything, we have that stupid little <laughs> clamp arm. <laughs> um... So basically, it's word of mouth. Someone tells you about a show, you go on the internet, or uh, if you know the people, you just call them. It's like send me the link. I need to buy. I need to buy a booth at your table. I need to buy a booth at your table. Wow, we need to be <laughs> buy a booth at your show. You guys have to come to me right, right before, right before, right after a week of complete and utter stress, and. Probably this time tomorrow night, we'll just be finishing up setting up our booth at the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention. Wow. So what's the variation between, um, like, cost of tables? Like Bigger the show, different... bigger the cost. Yeah. I'd say New York Comic Con is the most expensive show I do. Um, w- one of the shows that's uh, equal... Um, but uh, we get um, we get a break on the table because we don't sell any adult merchandise. Um, when we do Exotica, if you buy a table there, it's and you're in the adult entertainment field, your booth is considerably higher. They reached out to me in 2014, they're like you have a good reputation, we want something different at our show, and I'm like, well, all right, and we went out to Chicago. Then we've done three years uh, in New Jersey, and this a- this April we're going out to Chicago, and uh, we have to make a decision in October because the Walker Stalker in Atlanta, which is like the biggest one out of the whole year, and they're mixing it up with Games of Thro- Game of Thrones this year, mm-hmm. so that's the same weekend as Exotic in New Jersey. Now it'll cost me both the same amount of money. It's just like. One's 35 minutes from my house, I get to stay home. The other is 13 hours away from my house, we can crash with a friend. So it's like, do all that traveling, take a risk, stay home. Still, I mean, every show's a risk. You never know whether you're going to be able to make money. Um, this this Exotica was phenomenal because we got um, people like uh, Bonnie Rotten came to us. That was uh, that was that was one of his favorites. <laughs> I don't say this to many men, but you're a freak. I love you because <laughs> I didn't. I, I'm not really big on porn, so I don't really watch it. So I'm like Bonnie Rotten. I'm like, okay, I like the spider web tattooed boobs. Okay, I look her up, and I'm like, I watched about three minutes. I called him, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You know it's bad if I'm saying what the, fuck. but. Then the creme de la creme, because he had, he had to go home, because, um, uh, home early, but I had a huge crew. It's funny. Every show, oh, every other show throughout the year, I have a hard time getting people to commit and actually do the show. Exotic comes out of the blue. Everybody and their brother wants to do this show. They want to be at this show. I so, why. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big yeah, But it's, it's not just the guys. It's even the girls want to do it, too. Um, but it, it's literally, we're closing up. And my friend Jose, who's done a lot of uh, 
uh, a lot of uh, movies and stuff. He was uh, one of the uh, Latino guys in um, the awesome. TV show Oz. Oh, okay. And um, he comes. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he comes up to me. He goes, "Yo, um, I got one more. Cu- you got time for one more customer?" And I'm like, "We're literally putting the tarp up." I'm like, "Who is it?" And he goes, "Yo, my, my man Coolio wants to get a pair of fangs." I'm like, "Coolio." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah." I'm like. Gangsta Paradise Coolio. He goes, yeah. And I'm like, I turn around, like, open up the booth, <laughs> open it back up. <laughs> and he comes over, and we're all just like, this is really happening. <laughs> and then uh, he goes, uh, I'm like, this is awesome because we're gonna we're gonna see you at. <laughs> okay, what happened? <laughs> just mute that. <laughs> um. My computer woke up. I don't know why. It's weird. You um, mentioned Coolia. Yeah, so he said, uh, <laughs> I said, we're going to see you in two weeks because uh, you're going to be at Days of the Dead in Chicago. And he goes, yo, can you just bring me my fangs there? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I get home and we're making them. And the mold broke while I was making them. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. We get there. He puts them in and he smokes a lot of weed. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it in any way, shape, or form. I'm just going to be blunt. He smokes a lot of weed. He broke them twice trying to put them Oh, up. no. But he goes, well, I, I need these by 8 o'clock for, for, for the Dracula 2000, uh, Dracula 3000 uh, uh, photo op. And I'm like, okay. I just made them extra thick. He pops them. He's like, okay, cool. And I'm like, wow, no pressure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and that show was cool because... Um, we uh, we're actually friends with uh, the guy who plays Art the Clown in um, the Terrifier, and he came and got thanks from us at that show too. So that wasn't was... the same one with Jenna Elfman. No, 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 that was Horror Hound. That was Horror Hound. Okay. So, so you have a pretty good mix of uh, of regular attendees, I guess, and then celebrities. And yeah, uh, um, certain shows we do. Certain celebrities will always make a point to come over and say hello, which is, it, it, once again, it's just that surreal feeling. It's like, I, okay, awesome. Uh, but we also have people who go out of their way. They'll, they'll, they'll buy their tickets, they'll come to the show, and they'll make a direct line right to our booth, and it goes, you're always our first stop. And I'm like, cool. You going to buy anything? Like, no, we'll be right back. I'm like, okay, cool. And then there's like, uh, that's what I want. I'm like, you go. <laughs> so, do you, what do you sell besides uh, um, making fangs, obviously? But. Uh, the fangs, uh, we sell um, horror show bears and other twisted creations. So basically, I uh, have um, I craft bears into like Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Leatherface, and then just all sorts of deranged creatures. I have one. It's drying actually up in the attic right now. I literally put. I, I had this wire from uh, from something that uh, I was throwing away so I'm like I know I can do something with the wire and uh, I've been on this Hellraiser kick lately where I want to make these tortured soul type bears so I literally have the wire going in and out its chest through its eye and all over its body and it's drenched in blood so what kind of audience do you have for that very broad actually mm-hmm. um, some shows uh, some shows the fangs do excuse me some shows the fangs do really well 
some show the Bears do do uh, really well, and then you have my personal favorite shows where everything does really well, and then Pack Up on Sunday is like, all right, we're done, let's go home. <laughs> um, I sell uh, Karina's artwork. She uh, she paints a lot of the Bears uh, and helps make them, and um, uh, she has prints that she uh, has drawn up, and um, we uh, I accidentally. Uh, co- and more coincidentally, uh, fell into selling Godzilla rare Godzilla collectibles because a couple I'd say about five, four or five years ago I had a I'm an avid collector as you can see from behind me. Um, my uh, my distributor sent me a couple extras, so I'm like, put them on the table, see what happens. I can get some money from them. They were gone right away, so got a couple more doubles. Next thing I know, I start having this little section. Now it's like a main thing. We have a DVD player, a portable DVD player in the middle of them, and we play a movie, and it just draws more attention right to that, and uh, warms my heart when like the little kids come in and know everything that we know. They're naming the year, the movie. I'm like, I look <laughs> at their parents. I'm like, all right, well done. <laughs> Parenting done right. Yep. So it's like. Vermont Teddy Bear Company with blood. <laughs> yeah, <really? laughs> you should stop. Death, Va- Death Valley Teddy Bear Company. <laughs> <clears throat> Why not? You can mail over this. Or Show Bear Company. Or Show yeah. Bears. There you go. You better mm. patent that before people see it in the studio. <laughs> oh, I, I already have the copyrights for everything. Anyway, so. Now a major motion picture. Yeah. <laughs> now, <clears throat> before people get the idea that. <clears throat> They can come to your booth and work for you and just hang out with celebrities all day. What, because I, I, I've seen people work at your booth and uh, I know what they do, but basically, how do you get people to work at your booth? What do they have to do? You know? It's, uh, it's <clears throat> that, getting people to work at the booth is, um, it's a mixture of how I get my business. It's word of mouth and it's, some people come up to me and go, I want to work for you. Other people, um, a lot of them are our friends. You know, it's just a rotating staff. Because I know um, working for me right now, it's still a small company, no matter how broad my name reaches out to. Um, but, uh, you know, you're, the compensation there, people are start, start out with um, just sales. And because um, you gotta fe- you got to feel them out. Because I've, so if you tell people I've learned in the past, if you, cause I'll give you X amount of dollars if you work, and then they they show up late and they don't put in any effort, and they want their money, and sometimes they'll ask for more, and I'm like, you can go pound sand, I don't care. I mean, you did nothing, you didn't even show up Saturday or you left Sunday, so you don't do the job, you don't get the money. It's basically the rules of what I was taught at my haunted house is like if you don't work all three days you do not get paid for that weekend and I'm like harsh but effective so I mean but also if an emergency happens or you get because people get sick I understand but courtesy which is so rare in this world (laughs) just let me know and you know um, we have quite a few horror stories excuse the pun (laughs) But uh, we've also had we've also had quite a, quite a few awesome superstars. Uh, our friend Caitlin, um, my friend Bobby Taylor and Morgan that work different shows with us. I mean Karina, Matt's 
the super st- Matt's gonna Matt has taken over Karina's uh, status at the booth, but um he's got a he's got to hang in there for four years to beat her uh to beat her record. She has she has the longest running uh longest tolerance. You mean just under yeah. four years now? Yeah. yeah. It's not as good looking. I, 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 no, I, 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 I accept that. I accept that. I accept that. That's fine. That, that's what, well, you take a good look at us. This is why we. I prefer to have attractive women as our salespeople, not because I want, ooh, sexy woman, go over there. No, I mean, they do. They are attention grabbing, yes, but I also want a woman with. A functional brain. I don't want some dumb bimbo or some floozy that doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Because, uh, and the same for if, if a guy works for me, it doesn't matter. Um, but you have to have a wherewithal. And if you don't know, if a customer asks you a question you don't know, tell me. You know, ask me. Ask us. One of us are always there. You know, and some people don't. Some people uh, make and nine times out of ten, so many mistakes can be fixed right away. Nothing is, nothing is set in stone until the person wa- even actually even after the person walks away from the booth. I mean, if they're if they bought a bear, it's a different story. We don't take their info, but we take their molds and we take all their info so we can text them. Biggest problem with that is like when someone says to you, "I'll ask both of you," and before I give you the correct answer, I want to know what you would think. Someone asks you to fill out your complete address. What are you going to write down? Well, a lot of kids today don't even know how to address the envelope. <laughs> That's the problem. So they don't know how to write. Right. Well, they don't. They, it's because not they filling don't write, an. It's not well, filling so an envelope. You need to know. You need your name, your address, the zip code. And yeah. Some write. people will just put a street. Yes. I've had some people put a street with no number, no 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 house number, just a street, and half a phone number. <laughs> so I get home and I make the fangs. <laughs> And I just put question mark and I leave it there and I, I wait for this. Ah, it's been two months and I haven't gotten my fangs. What show was it? Ah, and then they finally figure it out. Sometimes they have to call me back. So I look them up. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, sir or madam, because <laughs> when it comes to stupidity, the sexes are equal. Absolutely. Hands down. You might want to make it easy for him. Make sure you have a form that has the name Last we do. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We even say full address, street, city, zip code, state, phone number, full name. Some people just write half a name. Now you can still put whatever, and it'll still go to the person. Yeah, but, but share. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Madonna. But uh, so I'm like, yeah. Well, uh, I'm looking at it. I'm like, uh, I don't have a complete address. Well, I put my street address. I'm like, yeah, what ha- what house number are you? It's not on there? I'm like, no. Oh, well, I was really drunk when I came here. <laughs> and that is the that is the thing. We've had people come come stumbling in our booth. Bombed. Bombed off their ass. And they'll they'll drop a shitload of money on on an order. And I'll just look at who's ever working with me and like, they're not getting their refund tomorrow when they sober up and realize how much money they spent. You paid me to do a business. That's it. End of story. But actually, uh, the one time that happened, it was at it was at a really slow show, and this is like six, seven years ago. And uh, when uh, when these people came, I'm like, wow, this was the this was the sale that 
put us over the mark and put us into the uh, is it the red or the black? I can't remember. Uh, black. Yeah, put us into put us into the profit margin, whatever. And I'm like, oh god, they're gonna come back tomorrow, and give me a hard time. They show up halfway through these. Are things done? And I'm like, yes. Here you go. They're like, thank you. And I'm like, you guys all right? A little hungover. Why are you yelling? <laughs> so, um, how does the thing making work at at a convention? Uh, how often can you do you make them there? Yeah, yeah. How many of them do you make there? How many will you? It depends. Um, a, a lot of it comes. Uh, a lot of it will come under procrastination. <laughs> Um, some some shows you just get you get sidetracked because um, I'm on the road almost every weekend, and it's not just my professional life; it's also my social life. So a lot of these shows, like when I when I do a show in Ohio, I only get to see certain people once a year, mm-hmm. and you know these these people you form bond with a lot of these people, and you know when you go to a show and they don't show up something's missing it's like oh my god i didn't see i didn't see you and your wife what 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 is everything okay yeah we just we had a work or we couldn't make it you know it's like okay just as long as everything's all right you know because nowadays you never know it's like oh, did they die it's like when you're going through your facebook and you you clearing people out and you realize wow they haven't posted anything since 2016 and then that thought hits you did they die <laughs> but um Probably yeah people think I'm dead because <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're not but uh, no he he takes the molds and that's another um role the booth manager is he can answer almost any question a customer can come up to us with same thing with the people that are working uh the sales girls know the majority of anything but there's always customers that want to talk to the person who's making the actual thing. So now I have to stop what I'm doing. And it's a time process. Like, if you mix the acrylic, the acrylic is like a putty at first. And almost like a liquid. So you have to wait till it hits one set, one time of the solidification pro- process. Mold it on. Take the excess away. Mold, mold the other one. Because I'll make multiple fangs at a time. And then you have to pay attention. Because once they once they solidify, you have to get them right before they get completely too hard, and they bond to the mold. Because then you pull it off, the tooth comes there, and it's stuck inside the fang. And there you're with an exacto knife, and you're mm-hmm. trying to scrape it out, and then the fang breaks, and you stab your finger. And six of your friends look at you like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and you're holding your finger like this, <laughs> and you and you just throw your exacto knife down and push your seat back, and go, "All right, that's it, I quit." <laughs> Because I was having a really bad day, <laughs> my friend looks at me, and the simple, the, the simplest offer of kindness completely changed my attitude. Do you need a band aid? I'm like, do you have one? <laughs> because I went deep. I, the, the, it literally, I'm just like trying to get a little excess out. It wasn't even a full break. Just there was some stone inside, and I'm just like, click, boom. <clears throat> like I pulled it out, and you saw how deep it went. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be bad. Drop a super glue. Done. I didn't have any super glue at that point in time. <laughs> so, what's your, what's your favorite show? Yeah, one that you like. Uh, that's rough. That's a that's a tough question to ask because each show. Uh, Remember, they're all watching. I know. Um, each show, I enjoy for different reasons. Um, well, I just named a couple of them. Show, shows that shows that shows that are literally like it, it's not just a show. 
I'm I'm hanging out with family. Um, is definitely uh, the show run by my friend Joe Ripple is Scarcely Care. They're a uh, charity organization that help terminally ill children, and uh, they collect money for one woman they choose and pay for their breast cancer. Uh, Which is, let's give them a plug since they're doing something. Where is the show? What time uh, that one's in Williamsburg, Virginia. I think it's the first weekend of August. Just look up Scares That Care on uh, the internet. That, that has all the details on it. Um, as I spoke about Exotica, that is a fun show. Um, you do not... You, 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 <laughs> well, you know what? You don't. You don't even really have to be into that stuff to enjoy it. It's literally just like a party. And I'm not talking just because women walk around scantily clad outfits because, you know, you, you think porn stars are just these sex-crazed, cr- sex brainless hoes, and that is so far oh, from the truth yeah. for a lot of them. There, there are some that fit the bill perfectly to the stereotype, but there's a lot of them that they're very intelligent. Like, Katie Morgan is actually a genius. She is very intelligent. She's a businesswoman. Well, if you think it is a business. Oh, yeah. Uh, Monster Mania is another fun one. One of my favorite horror conventions out of all of them is Horror Hound, just the one in Cincinnati. They have a couple. The others are just as fun, but there's just something about the one in Cincinnati. It, it falls towards the middle or end of March, so you're just coming out of winter, and that is the show it's like, Springs on its way. <laughs> Just had a lot of fun. It's like, yay!